This show is brought to you by the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, the only app you need to dominate fantasy football and become your own expert. In this app is fantasy player cards with every single fantasy viable stat, fantasy player grades, usage charts, start sit tools, who to draft tools, player comps, podcasts, consistency charts, game logs, coaching tendencies, articles, rankings, waivers, and every stat and advanced stat you need, including stats you can only find at Brodo Fantasy that are proven winning stats, including true throw value, true target value, true performance value, adjusted air yards, and true matchup ranking. All this and more is available right now for free. All you have to do is go to anywhere you download apps and type in Fantasy Football by Brodo, and you just download it and become your own expert. Dominate your fantasy leagues with the only tool you need today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com and the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, the only tool you need to dominate fantasy football. Seasons, greetings, and happy holidays. <laughs> it's the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Petrov, here with my brother, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy who's now in a prime position to win the championship in our home league if he doesn't mess up because of what happened because of this week's events, Michael Petropoulos. Hey, yeah, you got eliminated and you feel like you had the second best team. Eliminated is uh, a kind word for it. I thought I had the second best roster when you had Cooper Cup on your roster, but then Cooper Cup ran down and I thought I had the best roster, in my opinion. And then, so it, fast, and then it scored 67 points. Depending on what Alan Lazard does tonight. Unfortunate. 67. Unfortunate. 6'7. Six, six, not good. Not good at all. I averaged 129. I did not like this week of fantasy football. I, it was a good week of NFL football. I agree. Very exciting. But in terms of fantasy, I feel like a lot of the worst teams won this week. Had big games from mediocre players, had a lot of down games from high end players. It was. Strange week in terms of fantasy output. A lot of players that like were not good starts uh, on the surface ended up being pretty good starts. I mean, Jarek McKinnon won people weeks. Man, Jarek McKinnon was on my bench, and it wouldn't have even mattered if he was in. Yeah, That's how bad I got destroyed. Crazy. All right. Uh, oh, my God. Yo, Michael, I'm not going to lie. Yo, guys, listen. Patreon.com. Say Jones, baby. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Fantasy because, yo, I'm not going to lie. I'm doing this for you guys. I'm doing this for you. I'm down. I'm down in the dumps. Um, I was lucky enough to make the playoffs in all of my redraft leagues outside of the Ultimate League. So I'm, I was lucky enough to do that. I was lucky enough to have four buys and two, uh, two playoff appearances. And I lost both playoff appearances, man. This is not a good start. Now all my buy teams are have, to, have to step up here. Not, not good. I didn't have a good week last, yesterday. I hope you had a good week. Patreon.com slash Fantasy because if I, if it wasn't for you guys, I legit would not be even worrying about football or fantasy football at all today. I would have just taken the day off and then worried about waivers tomorrow. I just would have been like, you know what? I need to get away. The sadness that I felt yesterday is too much. It's overwhelming. It was a... Uh... <sighs> yeah, I mean, I try not to... Like, every week to week when in fantasy football, I try not to get 
let my emotions get too invested in it. But of course it does, especially in the playoff times. Yeah, the playoffs and is different, man. I lost in a, a dynasty league, a dynasty league with like Tim, you, oh, yeah. Matt, Jason, Johnny, like a very oh, oh, oh the men in black league, the men in black league. I was I was the one seed, and then all these injuries happened. I ended up it's a super flex league. I ended up starting Tyler Huntley and Sam Darnold, like, and I lost. I got bounced in the first round from being the one seed two weeks ago, and then back to back losses, three losses in a row after being. What I think eleven and one, very, yeah. very unfortunate. Mm. Well, I was one of those losses that you took, so uh, you know I'm glad that that happened. My, everyone hated on my team, and they were like, "Oh, he's gonna be the number one pick." I didn't make the playoffs, but I was like the eight seed, so fuck you guys. Yeah, you gotta turn it around a little bit in the second half. Brees Hall didn't get hurt. His team would have been nasty. All right, um, let's get. They were just over here talking about our teams. I hope you guys are talking about your teams at home as well. Um, because this is it. Like, this is the time. This is where fantasy football gets great or not so great, and this is where you feel all the emotions. At the end of the day, man, 1 in 10 or 1 in 12 or in some leagues 1 in 16, only one guy is going to win the championship or, or gal. Only one. True that. You know? So everyone else is going home disappointed, but that's why. A lot of people are it. Monday night game. Is riding on this. I mean, in one league, I need AJ Dillon to stay under seventeen and a half PPR points. There's a lot of people out there who probably need some Christian Watson, some Aaron Jones. Oh yeah, some Cam Akers even. I know someone in, in Ben Skoranek in my work league. Uh, Sixteen points from Aaron Jones is the difference between one guy making the, the next round and the other. So definitely, they're watching it. They're watching it very closely, and uh, yeah, we're watching it very closely as well. Not that closely because we're talking about other stuff, but uh, the game is on in the background uh, right now. Is three nothing Green Bay with two thirty six in the first, and Aaron Rodgers is running back on the field. As you know, we always watch the game as we talk. Um, download the fantasy football by Brodo app as well. Uh, we're going to be having uh, tons and tons of articles and stuff like that as usual coming at you. And stick around because this is a uh, year year long thing. You can't get away from us. We're preparing you for football, and I will say if you were following Brodo. Uh, during the offseason this this year, you had a big advantage. Uh, following football in the offseason is a huge advantage uh, going into the 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 next season because you're more you're more likely to remember things like what I remember uh, one of the players in our league when I drafted Amon Ross St. Brown, they were like, what the hell? What are you doing drafting Amon Ross St. Brown in the fifth round? Like, what the hell's wrong with you? And that's because they, they got kind of like checked out at the end of the year. They, they were eliminated. They didn't realize that I'm on Ross St. Brown went crazy, you know, and it's like it's it's things like that. And like following the, the offseason trends and following the offseason news and, uh, you know, Matt Ward, who can't be here today. Uh, shout out to Matt. Uh, Matt Ward, who this guy is like 98 percent on his rookie picks. It's like if, if he predicts a rookie is going to be good, he's going to be good. And if and and knowing that just stick around with Brodo uh, during the offseason, if you want to make sure that you don't fall again or if you want to go back to back all right you michael let's get into this news um i'm gonna i'm not gonna go in time order i'm gonna go with the biggest news first jalen hurts man adam Schefter reports that jalen hurts no donny h today oh shit man this is it's like you really are distraught yeah man i mean i just got just i got destroyed by this dude uh jalen hurts so uh, you know i'm not i'm not i'm not too I'm not too like uh you know down and out, but you know that's it. There's a lot to say, but you know those stories and more in just two minutes. Stay with us. Thanks for joining us this half hour. I'm Don Harrison. 
Around the world in 30 minutes. This is Headline News. I just needed Donnie to hear H. Donnie H. Like, that's really what happened. All right, let's get into this, though. Adam Schefter reports that Jalen Hurts is uncertain to play on Saturday night against the Cowboys. Reminder that next Sunday is Christmas, and there's three, yep. three games on Christmas. So um, most of the games are happening on Saturday. So Saturday is kind of football Saturday this week. Uh, Adam Schefter reports that Jalen Hurts is uncertain to play on Saturday against the Cowboys. Uh, Hurts suffered a sprained shoulder on Sunday's Week 5 Week 15 win over the Bears uh, late in the first quarter. He was able to finish up the game. He threw for 115 yards, ran for 61. If you are the guy who rosters Jalen Hurts, if you're looking at this situation, it's different now because only one team gets the bye, so the Eagles are definitely not taking their foot off the gas. Um, but the Eagles are in pole position. They're in the prime position in the in the NFC, especially now that Jimmy G got hurt. Do you think they play it safe and sit Jalen Hurts? And if so, are you planning for that if you are if you own shares of Jalen Hurts? If you have, it, this is brutal, honestly. Like obviously, if you have Jalen Hurts, he's been just a stalwart in your lineup. The MVP is probably the fantasy MVP this year. Yeah, I I mean you could try to go grab Gardner Minshew and hope he semi-replicates what Hurts can do, but there's no replacing Jalen Hurts, really. That's just a, a tough injury. Uh, yeah, I'd be I'd be probably... I, I wouldn't be comfortable in the playoffs starting Gardner Minshew. I'd, I'd definitely spend some fab money. If there's a quarterback on the waiver wire right now that is a startable, like, worthy quarterback, like, sneaking on the wire, like, a, I don't know, Kirk Cousins or, like, a, I don't know, Someone of that Gino. ilk. Yeah, Gino. Like, drop some fab, get uh, solidify that backup uh, so that you're not stuck streaming like Davis Mills or Garland But I also Minshew. see people saying, like, oh, you know, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith don't really get affected too much by this. Like, dude, if you think there's not a big drop-off between Gardner Minshew and Jalen Hurts, I don't think you've been watching football this year. No. Like, Jalen Hurts is, like, Who's... yes, he runs a lot, but he's also proven to be a very good thrower of the football, too. Like, an offense never gets better by inserting a backup QB when the starting QB is clearly better. Like, this isn't a Zach Wilson and Mike White situation. It's the MVP, favorite for MVP of the league and the Jaguars fallout boy, Gardner Minshew. Like, fallout boy. Let's be real. Interesting. Interesting choice to go with fallout <laughs> boy. I'm not going to lie. Oh, my goodness. A-Rod gets picked. And he just airmailed a wide-open Alan Lazard in the pick, too. All right, uh, Cortland Sutton. Quick question, Tim. Okay, yep. Does Red Zone run on Saturday this week, or do we have to be That's old school question. and not be able to watch Red Zone on Saturday? Because there's like, what, six, seven, one o'clock games? That's a great question. I if bet. it's the fantasy semifinals and we have to, like, old school watch the Fox or CBS, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, I think that if you put that in the Discord, I bet one of the Discord members will know. Bet you Big Will would know immediately. Um, why don't you tell us about Cortland Sutton, and then I'm going to type in the Discord and see if, if anyone knows the answer to that. Or I could just uh, – I'll just search the internet. Um I'm not really sure what you'd want to hear about Cortland Sutton. You, you're not going to start him even if he returns next week. Okay. Uh, Jeff Wilson, uh, Dolphins head coach Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Wilson, uh, is close to playing Week 15 against the Bills, which kind of sucks because when 
it's either Wilson or Mostert when one of the guys you're the looking main at guy, you're looking at old old news kid what close to playing against the Bills in Week 15 where he, he was close to playing you mean yes he was close to playing so, so he might play next so week? he might play next week gotcha. because he was close to playing that oh, week. it's a different gotcha. situation Jonathan Taylor uh, here we go again <laughs> see you made me reload you made me reload the page it's and the roto world feed yeah it's the roto world feed um, Leighton Vander Esch, the Cowboys head coach, Mike McCarthy said his uh, shoulder will not be good. So if you have the Dallas Cowboys defense, that's a defense where if you've been playing them all week, they have a uh, all year they have a tough schedule in the in the next. I mean, two but weeks. now they get Gardner Minshew instead of Jalen Hurts. That's very true. Seemingly, we'll see. He hasn't Hurts hasn't been ruled out yet, but we'll see. What are you doing over there? I burnt my hand the uh, other day, so I'm just kind of like playing with the burn. You see thought, that? I thought you were like counting. Oh man, yeah. that looks like a bad one. It was during the uh, the party. Mm. Grab something out of the oven. You know, so many things are happening. Yeah, Michael hosted a party. It was it was good. It was a white elephant party, and I I talked to a friend who had a white elephant party, and they said no one stole a single thing. That is lame. Not, that is not what happened at our white elephant party. Everyone stole everything from everyone. It was fantastic. It was tremendous. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why people don't like white elephant parties. It's fun as long as you don't take it like personally. Yeah, I could tell that like uh, when. <laughs> You know what? There was a a, a present of five, of five like uh, lottery tickets. Yeah. So when the lottery tickets were stolen three times, each time the per like the person who got it stolen was like, oh, you could tell it was just like, oh, it's like because you know it's like there There's might a be a hundred thousand dollars. It was five five like dollar lottery tickets, and so five dollar lottery tickets are pretty solid. Yeah, better than the one dollar ones. Yeah, for sure. But they got they ended up winning five dollars total. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so the cheapest value. Yeah. It was around twenty five dollars per gift, white elephant. Yeah. Nothing too crazy. It was good. It was good. I think my gift was, was the best fun. one. Yeah. I'm not gonna say what it was. All right, let's get <laughs> let's get into um, Lamar Jackson. John Harbour was unwilling to commit to Lamar Jackson returning for Week 16. I would not bank on him returning personally for Week 16. Um, Chargers- Tyler Huntley sucks, dude. Yeah, goodness he sucks. gracious. Yeah, he definitely has regressed from last year, or the, maybe this like there's tape on him now. You know, so coaches are more prepared. I don't know, but that guy is bad at football. Uh, the Chargers head coach Brandon Staley said tests on Austin Eckler's shoulder came back negative, which is always weird English. <laughs> like to the test came back negative, it's like that's a good thing. All right. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, but I mean negative, but it's like oh man, those tests they were negative. Like that's uh I don't know I don't I don't like that anyway. Austin Eckler should play uh, next week. Khalil Herbert, the Bears designated Khalil Herbert to return from injured reserve. That's terrible news for David Montgomery, who was enjoying being semi-decent with all of the work in the backfield. Yeah, getting the workhorse volume has led to Demon being like a top 15 back for the last few weeks. Uh, Sam Darnold will start in week 16 against the Lions. Obviously. Is that still news? Who's he going to lose his job to? I don't know. Uh, Cam Robinson. Uh, the t- Jaguars, Cam Robinson, is out for the season. They're starting a left tackle. That's a big blow for a team that's hot right now. Yeah, let's go Jets. What? does that? Do? Oh, Jets and Jags play Thursday night this week. Michael, you ready? I know you were not down with Green Bay making the playoffs, but they waived Sammy Watkins. What about now? They have a good shot. See, there you go. Sammy Watkins continuing to actively make teams worse with his presence. Mike White. Um, Jets head coach Mike White said Robert Sala told reporters that he has a lot of hurdles to clear before being able to play. They play on Thursday night. Michael's going to be there. 
on Thursday night. Yes, I am. A uh, quick programming note. What we're going to do is we're going to have some game previews uh, going on. So me and Michael are going to come to you a day early on Wednesday to talk about the Saturday games. And then <laughs> the, the, su- the Sunday games and the Monday games will be talked about by Matt and I on Thursday. So that's the plan right now coming up. So that's a little programming note. Get ready for an extra episode of Brodo, baby, because it's that time of year. Um, and also because Michael got tickets to the Jets game and we had to switch it up. Uh, <laughs> for real, though, it ended up being a good thing. Yeah, most of the games are Saturday anyways. So It's true. Uh, NFL Network's Tom Pelissero said that uh, Jonathan Taylor has been diagnosed with a high ankle sprain and is highly high unlikely to return this season. Yeah, I mean, the cold season is over. So, I mean, similar to Cooper Cup and the Rams, even if he is ready to return at this point, just rest it up. Yeah. Um, Did you see what happened in the game last night with Terry McLaurin and the offsides call? Yeah, I personally don't understand why the referee's getting so much shit. What? I don't get it. Bro, what are you talking about? The guy was like, yo, am I good? The referee was like, yes. The referee told him to move up. And the dude took a little baby step. You should know the rules. Get on the fucking line of scrimmage, dude. Bro. He told him to move up. Did he not tell him to move up? And then he looked at him again. I don't know. I think the referee's getting too much shit. Yo, the guy was an inch off the line of scrimmage. and He 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 was like a yard back from the line of scrimmage. He wasn't even close to the line of scrimmage. That's why he got flagged. You got to know the rules. It shouldn't shouldn't have been a question to begin with. Terry McLaurin should have just been on the line of scrimmage. He thought he was on the line of scrimmage. He was checking to see if he was on the line of scrimmage. The, the guy's like, yeah, 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 scoot up a little bit. And he did. A scoot up a little bit. And then the guy, and then he looked back and the guy didn't say nothing. And they threw a flag on him. That's foul. Yeah, I suppose. In a big spot in the game. And it was a huge spot. That was that was lame. And it when was they a talk game possibly game tying touchdown. And when they talk about like uh what do you call? When they talk about uh the uh, the pass interference at the end of the game. On yeah. on Jahan Dotson, they were like, "Oh, we let him play in that situation." What do you mean they let him play in that situation? Like what? And, and you know, Terry McLaurin getting hell, uh, getting an offsides on the goal line, <laughs> like is not like I don't know, man. I will say this: I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But Illegal formation, not offsides. But if there's a game that's going to be rigged, it's Monday night. It's the New York team that's trying to make the playoffs. That would be good for business. It's the Dan Snyder's last season. Let's get him the fuck out of here. This is the one. This is the one. If there was a one, this would be the one. All right. uh, That's it for news. Unless you want to talk about anything else. I'm good. I'm good. All right, bro. Let's get into the first category. In the first category, by the way, is I seen this. I I saw this coming from a mile away. And the point of this one is uh, to flex a little bit and let you guys know uh, you know, what we got right, what we saw coming, and hopefully what you guys played uh, last week. So, Michael, why don't you start us off with the first, we saw that coming. Sure, sure. My first, saw we saw that. that. Don't be disrespectful. My bad. <laughs> Forgot about the transition there. My first one is uh, my grandson smash of the week and, you know, the whole Dehember situation with Derrick Henry. Doing what he does best against the Los Angeles Chargers this past week. 21 rush attempts, 104 rushing yards, a rushing touchdowns, a rushing touchdown. Even went four for 59 through the air on four targets for a cool 24 and a half, half PPR fantasy points. Just if it's December and you're playing against Derrick Henry, 
you better hope the other players on that team are not very good because that's just what Derrick Henry does at this time of year is just run all over teams. And that continued this past week against the Chargers. I, he, I, I expected a better you know yards per attempt against the Los Angeles Chargers, but he had to put Malik Willis some of the game when Ryan Tannehill got out. Um, but he ended up returning eventually. So, But either way, Derrick Henry, if you had him, he was one of the stars of the week that didn't let you down for sure. Stars of the week. No, let you down. It's December. It's Derek. It's Henry. Uh, my first one, it was my Grand Slam Smash of the Week that Michael decided, hey, by the way, I'm going to wait a, a segment and then I'm going to tell you how much I hate it. Uh, right in your face, Michael, my Grand Slam Smash of the Week was Christopher. Oh, Godwin. No, Christopher Gloriel Robinson. Rob, I mean, Godwin. Christopher Gloriel Godwin. His middle name is Gloriel. Gloriel. Yeah. It's glorious. Yeah, Gloriel. Uh, made that up, and he also nice. made up your I say, bets. That sounds like a weird name. Yeah, yeah. I knew I, knew I was going to get you with that one. Uh, but yeah, Chris Godwin had a, himself a phenomenal game. He got hyper-targeted, as I was telling you. Eight targets, eight receptions, 83 yards, and a receiving touchdown. That's what you like to see. It's the touchdowns that have been Chris Godwin's thing, man. If, when he scores a touchdown, he's been a wide receiver one. When he doesn't score a touchdown, he's been a mid-range you know, wide receiver two to a high-end wide receiver three. But he's been a very consistently good player for your lineup if you have Chris Godwin. Uh, you're happy, and the TDs are coming now. A little bit of a regression uh, for TDs, and I think you know he's uh, he's due for some of these games. And the and the Bengals defense presented an opportunity for him to have it, and he got it. So Chris Godwin, and I'll take one bet for the final bet. But that the thing. But that the thing. But that the thing. Right, right, sure. You know, you know, Dennis says the letters A. D, T, S, M, N, O, P, Y. What about Z? K, I. You're naming the entire alphabet. Almost. My man's smart. Look at this guy. I know. Michael, who's your second stock up? I mean, who's your second? Uh, Throw us all that coming. My second, we saw that coming. Uh, this one is for Matt, who's not on the episode today. His uh, deep sleeper. Also for Jason, who was a big fan of this guy, it's Raheed Shahid yeah, great call. of the New Orleans Saints. Only four targets, but three for 95 and a touchdown. A 68-yard touchdown from Taysom Hill, which uh, gave the Saints an early lead. This dude is a UDFA, like 24-year-old guy, and he now has three games this year of double-digit fantasy points coming out of nowhere. You know, best game of the year this past week against Atlanta. He's not someone that you need to like start in twelve man leagues or anything, but shout out to Rahid Shahid for having a for having an impact his rookie season as a UDFA, and shout out to Matt this week and Jason in general for uh, the Rahid Shahid bandwagon. Yeah, I love that pick this week, and it, it paid off. Um, my deep sleeper was Atlanta Falcons running back Tyler Algier, and he put in that work, baby. Uh, 139 yards on 17 carries. That's over eight yards a carry. He was an absolute beast. Yeah. Um, he just kept running over people and running over people and running over people, and he ran them over to a, the tune of 23.1 fantasy points. Right now, only 37% rostered in Yahoo League, so he was definitely available for you to have if you needed a play, um, and some people needed a play. So if you needed a play and you and you took the chance on Algier in a uh, matchup where you know that they were going to run the rock a bunch of times, 
then it paid off. Algier went in, and he was my deep sleeper. So, yeah, uh, that one surprised me. Feeling good on that one. Feeling that one good. surprised me. I was not expecting a, a Tyler Algier breakout game this week. Yeah, I was expecting a little more out of uh, CPAT. I feel like the CPAT. Even Patterson ended up having a decent game. Yeah, he didn't score a touchdown. He did. He scored a touchdown? He did, yeah. Oh, shit. How did I miss that? Hey, excellent. Yeah. He had a decent game as well. They were both. A lot of running. They were both my sleepers. Yeah. Patterson went 14 for 52 with a rushing touchdown. Hey, there you go. So he was, hey, I I should be flexing that one too. Boom. On Instagram, Eh. straight flexing. 11.7 points. That's okay, I guess. All right, Mike. Oh, uh, actually, I just want to say one more thing. And this one's an honorable mention because I actually didn't say this on the pod, but I just want to flex true matchup rankings if you don't have the app and you don't already know true matchup rankings george kittle has been largely disappointing for this season he's been okay he's been decent has a few breakout games his breakout games have come against great matchups uh he against atlanta the eighth best matchup he put up 12.3 against arizona the best matchup 22.4 and against seattle last week uh 23.3 he gets washington in a bad matchup so uh I would not chase points when it comes to George Kittle, but then in championship week against Las Vegas, who's one of the better matchups in the league, uh, give me all that. George Kittle is definitely um, definitely there, and I had him as my second overall tight end last week. So uh, just throwing that out there, I wanted to give the people some information. I also want an honorable mention of Zay Jones, who's been a Brodo favorite this year and a recurring player in the um – the patron pod still only fifty five percent rostered. I don't I don't understand what people are doing. But didn't you mention this week that you're not scared of his dud last week and you'd play him again? Um, that was two weeks ago. Oh. But yeah, he even when he's had dud games this year, he's bounced back. Um, but yeah, you should have just said yes and just taken the credit. Six for one hundred nine and three touchdowns. Shout out Zay Jones. Um, let's very very tough matchup this week against the Jets though on a short week. So yeah, uh, temper expectations. He's one of those guys where he needs to be in a good matchup to perform, I feel like. That's why he's not. I mean, Dallas was not a particularly good matchup. You're right, but it's also not a, a terrible matchup. It's kind of just an even matchup. Um, let's get into surprise, surprise. What do you say, Mike? Yeah. Surprise, motherfucker. All right, Mike, who is your first surprise, surprise? My first surprise, surprise was the player on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who led the team in targets. Not, uh, damn it, I gave away the... <laughs> Not Chris Godwin, not Mike Evans, but Russell Gage. 12 targets on a day, 8 receptions, 59 yards, and 2 touchdowns. Julio Jones was out um, for this one, which gave Russell Gage a little bit more playing time. And he took advantage, you know. I've This, you know. this kind of just blow-up game came out of nowhere for Russell Gage. Managers, I think it was more of a, uh, a best ball. If someone drafted him in best ball, they're probably hyped because they got a now that the tournaments have started, um, a huge game out of Russell Gage. But this isn't something I'm looking to chase next week by any means. The Tampa Bay offense has not been very good this year, and Russell Gage is the third, fourth, fifth option in the passing offense um, despite the big game here against Cincinnati. So not chasing it, but surprise, surprise this week, Russell Gage with a big showing. Wait, are you a grower? Engage. Is he a grower or a shower, Mike? <laughs> You'd have to ask him that question. All right, I'll, I'll make sure to to ask him that next time I see him. All right, uh, let's Let get. Let me know what he says. Let's get into my first surprise, surprise, and this one just hurts. It's Justin Herbert, man. Uh, Herbie fully loaded. This was supposed to be the time, bro. 
Against Tennessee, man. Against Tennessee. Yeah. Against Tennessee. Not a single touchdown, man. 313 yards, but two interceptions. And not to mention a great comeback in real life, but no fantasy points to be had, really. This is the this is when a, a really good real life performance meets a really bad fantasy performance. Yeah, I wouldn't say a really good real You're life right. performance. Well, really good f- in in terms of like the ending. Yeah, I mean that's what he does though. Yeah, but it was a rough game. It was a rough game. Why, Justin? Why did you have to do me like this, man? And you, just for honorable mention, bro. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna you vent a little Austin bit. Eckler in there? No, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna vent a little bit because you know I I this team. That was probably one of the best rosters in the league, at least. Scored me 68 points. Justin Herbert, 10 points. Stephon Diggs, 8.2. Amon Ross St. Brown, he was all right, 11.7. Austin Eckler, 14. He scored a touchdown. I'm going to talk about some this other guy soon. Miles Sanders, ugh, 1.4. Greg Dolchich, ugh. I mean, I tried to tell you guys about Greg Dolchich. I don't. I'm gonna talk about trusting a tight end with Brett Ripon. Like, I want to punch you guys in the face. Uh, you you want to know something? Eric Tomlinson scored a touchdown. Let's go, Eric Tomlinson. He's the he's the other tight end. Yeah, I'm aware. That's what makes this so frustrating. A tight end scored, and it wasn't it wasn't Dolchich. <sighs> and then fucking Rashad White's eleven rushes for thirty eight yards and a catch for five yards. All right, now that your whole uh, your whole team was in surprise, surprise. My whole team was in Can surprise, surprise. Yes. Yes, my whole team. Michael, go. My second surprise, surprise is another two-touchdown recipient coming out of nowhere, and it's Noah Brown of the Dallas Cowboys. Usurping Michael Gallup, maybe, as the uh, number two pass-catching option. I mean, two weeks ago against Houston, he saw six targets from a four for 85, and then against Jacksonville, nine targets, six for 49, and two touchdowns in a... Bad loss to the Jaguars. I mean, they had a two-touchdown lead, and they let Jacksonville come back in, and then they ended up uh, losing that game on a pick-six in overtime. But that doesn't mean anything. If you had Noah Brown, as 2% rostered. If you had him in your lineup, you got a cool 19.5 fantasy point, 20 fantasy points, actually. So shout-out Noah Brown, who had a surprisingly nice week this week as well. Johnny's favorite receiver, Noah Brown. Yeah. Johnny bet me. I never, <laughs> I never got paid out for that, by the way. Of course not. Johnny bet me, what was it, like $20 one random week that Noah Brown would put up like 17 fantasy points. Johnny says <laughs> Johnny says these are outlandish bets. Like sometimes he'll be like, yo, let's bet on something. You're like, all right, let's put $10. He'll go uh, 2000 or Like some, some ridiculous thing. I think he does that because he knows like he's just never going to pay anyone. So he's just like fuck it, let's just put anything because no one's ever getting paid. Uh, and, he, and in his in his defense though, he also doesn't expect to be paid by anyone in these in these scenarios. It's just like these, they're just talking. Uh, anyway, uh, my second one in surprise surprise is Latavius Murray. This guy came out of nowhere after Latavius. a couple of duds. Twenty four rushes for one hundred and thirty yards and a rush TD. He also caught a pass uh, for twelve yards. After you know he was solid for a little while and then uh, eight point one. 4.6 in his last two games and then really uh took off last game. I mean, the Brett Rippin experience, they handed the ball off a lot and it was Latavius Murray who got the mo- the bulk of the carries and he he ripped off a lot of good runs against a bad run defense uh in 
in Arizona. So, I mean, I, I'm in a matchup right now where I need Christian Watson to score me some points, and he's not scoring me any, which is annoying. Um, the reason why I need him to score me so many points is because I sat Latavius Murray in, in exchange for Zonovan Knight, which is another Ouch. reason why. Yeah, I don't even want to be here right now, Michael. I'm not having any fun. Mm. Go ahead. I, mean, I started Deontay Foreman over DJ Moore in the league, so I feel you. All right, Michael. Are you ready for stock up? Stock up time, brother. You know whose stock is not up? Mine. Something just came across my desk, John. It is perhaps the best thing I've seen in the last six months. Now, right now, John, the stock trades over the counter at 10 cents a share. And by the way, John... Our analysts indicate it could go a heck of a lot higher than that. We are looking at a grand slam home run. A grand, a salami. All right, Michael, this is an important one because the stock doesn't get too much higher. Um, there's only two weeks left in the season. Yep. So whose stock is up for you? So it was a surprising one for me with the back-to-back best performances of the season. That's Dawson Knox of the Buffalo Bills. This past week against Miami, he saw eight targets, went six for 98 in a touchdown in the bad weather game on Saturday. And two weeks ago against the Jets, he saw seven targets as well. He went four for 41 and caught a touchdown. So it was back-to-back games for with a touchdown for Dawson Knox, 15 targets over that span. He went from 41 yards to 98 yards. We saw Stephon Diggs have a bit of a down game. Gabriel Davis sucks. I say McKenzie isn't very good. So Dawson Knox coming on as a legit pass-catching weapon doesn't seem like something that would be completely out of left field. Um, With the way the tight end landscape has been, chasing some Dawson Knox points going forward, I don't entirely hate that idea. So Dawson Knox here is my stock up after back-to-back tight end one finishes. I I like it, especially in this this completely absurd, um, you know, completely absurd landscape that, you know, it was this time last year, like I said, Amon Ross St. Brown uh, won people some championships. So you have to be open uh, to new opportunity. And I think one person that you really got to be open to new opportunity about is Jarek McKinnon. Uh, at this point, it's oh, not yeah. a coincidence. Jarek McKinnon, uh, for the second straight game, puts up 30 half PPR points. Um, in this game, 18 touches. He got 10 rushing attempts and 8 targets for 8 receptions, 70 yards, and a touchdown. He ended the game with a rushing touchdown. And his next in his next game in particular, he gets Seattle in an extremely, extremely exploitable matchup uh, against Seattle. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that in the preview shows. Remember to check that out on Wednesday and uh, Thursday in terms of true matchup and stuff. But uh, Seattle giving up the second most points to running backs in the league this year and definitely susceptible to them in the air. And Jarek McKinnon has just become part of this offense. This running game is running on all cylinders right now. Isaiah Pacheco is running well. Jarek McKinnon is running well. They finally found their duo. Uh, they've been searching for it. And his stock is way, way, way up. We, I, Jarek McKinnon this is the third time in a row on a Monday episode I've mentioned Jarek McKinnon. And um, his stock rising and how you should probably have him on your roster and how, okay, Yahoo, you win on the projections and all this stuff. And I've, I've, I've talked about him a lot. So hopefully you guys have him on your rosters and he's doing this for you in your playoff matchups. Uh, Michael, who is your second stock up? My second stock up, I'm sticking with the tight end position here. Upon his return, he has not played in a long, long time and he did not play as a full allotment of snaps, but he made an impact. Right away, and that's Darren Waller. He saw three oh, targets, yeah. caught three balls um, for 48 yards, 
and a touchdown. This is a guy who was drafted as a high-end tight end option. He opened the season with back-to-back solid games, a couple down ones, a, a big injury, and he's basically been a forgotten man this year. But um, he returned in week 15, was a tight end one right away. And if you have Darren Waller on your on your team, he's not someone I'm thinking about. I'm just putting him right back into my lineup, if I'm being honest. If you have a guy like a Cole Komet or something that you've been starting, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, stick Darren Waller back in my lineup. I'm gonna, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely, like, stick that guy right back in there. Um, That's what she said. Uh, oh, 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 no, Derek had it. Oh, fuck, AJ Dillon touchdown. What league is this? Uh, the FSGA Experts League. Oh, boy. AJ Dillon. This just gets worse for me. All right. Um, uh, By the way, I'm playing AJ Dillon, and now my team is losing 134 to 68. I'm actually happy that he put up 134, so I can at least say I lost to a respectable output. Um, anyway, um, where were we? Oh, my second stock up is KJ Osborne. Dude, KJ Osborne balled the freak out in this game. Yep. And I just want to put this out there. <coughs> I want to bet on this game when I bet the Vikings would win when they were down 30 nothing. And the reason why I put that bet down is because not only is because it's it's one of it's a Petropolis pastime to put money on the heavy favorite trailing at halftime. That's like a Petropolis pastime that's worked out very well for us, but really because that whole game was a it was a fluke from the entire um start. Like I tweeted out Vikings 23, Vikings 0. Because the Colts did nothing to earn their first 23 points. They did not do anything to earn those points. It was all just handed to them by the Vikings. So I thought, hey, if anyone's going to come back, it's this game. Because this this team hasn't really done anything to show me they're better than the Vikings are. So anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. That that Vikings game was not nearly as close as it was. And the Vikings not only beat themselves, but they beat the, beat the refs. When I talk about another game where the refereeing was just awful, the referee was absolutely awful in that game. Absolutely awful. But KJ Osborne was not awful. Uh, this guy balled out 16 targets. 16 targets for 157 yards and a receiving touchdown. He looked good. He looked great. He doesn't have the best matchup coming up, but uh, shout out to Matt because I think this is a dynasty outlook. Uh, he's a free agent, and if he stays, I, he's gonna be he's gonna need some money. So you are assuming that if he stays, he's going to take that work away from Adam Thielen, who you figure is I would I would say is a favorite for maybe retirement at the end of the season, um, but at least you know not being on a roster anymore. By the end of the season, although he did ha- did have a good game, but if you're gonna pay KJ Osborne, then he's gonna have a great a, a role opposite of, um, opposite of Justin Jefferson that's going to be larger than it is now, and if not, then someone else is gonna pay KJ Osborne, and he might get himself in a situation where he's like a number one or a really good number two in a high powered offense like a Kansas City offense or something like that where he can really shine because he showed that he has the capabilities last last night. He, he's been showing that. So K.J. Osborne, I think his stock is up in general. When you see him, when you see a, a game like that and they needed him to step up and he stepped up every single time they needed him to, uh, 
You got to love that. So, yeah, KJ Osborne, stock up. Michael, finish us off. Yeah, my final stock up of the week is not a tight end this time. It is a tandem running back duo of Zach Moss and Deion Jackson now with Jonathan Taylor expected to be out. Zach Moss stepped into the main rushing role. You got 24 carries for 81 yards um, and a target. Deion Jackson mixed in as well. 13 rushes, 55 rushing yards. Caught the one-yard touchdown as well. Um, Both of these guys should have roles in that backfield moving forward. If you're RB needy, they get the Charters and Giants, which are two good matchups to close out the season. Um, You do think Moss is probably the better bet for rushing attempts and Jackson the better bet for pass catching. Not a couple guys that I'm like super excited about, but their stock is definitely on the rise with JT out because they got two guys who combined for over 40 touches this past week in the blowout loss to the Vikings. Not blowout loss, the blowout uh, given up to the Vikings. So, yeah, these guys are going to be interesting on the waiver wire this week. The blowout given up to the Vikings? The blowout given up. They were up 33-zip. They were in a blowout, and they gave it up. Mm. Oh, like the, uh, oh, I got it, the surrendered. Yes. The Bartholomew. Yes, the Bartholomew Jenkins. Yes, there you go, Bartholomew Jenkins. Um, all right, so that's it for the stock up. Let's end this on a sour note because that's how I'm feeling today because I am not happy. Stock down. The worst day on Wall Street since the crash of 1987. The down traders are standing there watching in amazement. I don't blame them. We're now down 43%. Almost everything there completely wiped out. And the NASDAQ, everything and more has been completely wiped out. Let's talk about the speed with which we are watching this market deteriorate. Um, I can't remember if that music came behind that montage or if I put the music behind that montage. I'm pretty sure I put the music behind that montage, and I got to say, those dings, spooky. Right? I, like, know, I don't ding. think you did that. I did do it. Did you? Yeah, man. I'm a fucking wizard, bro. Yeah, you. I'm a wizard. Who do you think this is? Um, hmm. Michael, I think you should go first. Let's get down. My first stock down is another tandem of DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown. Not only were they playing with Colt McCoy, who was playing terribly, McCoy ended up leaving the game with a concussion, and Trace McSorley came in and played even worse. And now it looks like Trace McSorley is going to have to go against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. DeAndre Hopkins saw 11 targets, and he had a decent game. He still went 7 for 60. But the upside that of like a smash game from either of these guys, I think, has gone out the window. I mean, Hollywood Brown saw 8 targets and went 4 for 19. He now has back-to-back performances of four receptions and 34 or less yards in those games. Um, like you just you're not gonna be able to trust the Trace McSorley passing offense. So like the high upside for both of these guys is just out the window at this point. I yeah, I mean it's hard to argue with that. <laughs> um, speaking of guys that have high upside, but you never know what you're gonna get. Miles Sanders is my. Ugh. Man, what a, what a disappointing uh, performance! Rough from Miles. week for Miles Sanders. Yeah, man, because this is a this is a great matchup. One of my most rostered best ball guys too. So very yeah, annoyed. I mean, Miles Sanders has been great, and it's not that he didn't get the opportunity. It's not like he lost his his shares. You know, he still had eighty percent of the rush work. Um, he still had the most. The, well, Kenneth Gainwell had one more target than him, but he just wasn't used in the game. And I think this is part of what it is to be. 
a Jalen Hurts-led team. I also think the Eagles are just, they're well-coached, man. Nick Sirianni was a great hire by the Eagles, and their game plan changes from week to week, and it's hard to trust Eagles uh, besides Jalen Hurts, so, although A.J. Brown has been killing it. Devontae uh, Smith, what are you talking about? And Devontae Smith. I mean, And Dallas Goddard when he's been healthy. But it's hard to trust who's going to be when. You know, all these guys have had great games. I think Devontae Smith became more became more trustworthy when Goddard went out. But now that Goddard's coming back out, I think it's just going to still be like you just – one of these guys is going to go off. Maybe two of these guys are going to go off. But sometimes you're just never going to know who's going to fall out of the offense. And this, this week, I mean, Devontae Smith has fallen out of the offense so far. A.J. Brown has had his games where he fell, he fell out of the offense. I think this was one of those Miles Sanders games that he just throws out of the offense. And instead of doing surprise, surprise, I put stock down because I just feel like you just never know. Like, if I survive the Miles Sanders week, am I going into his matchup next week confidently? Hell no. No way. Uh, I'd probably rather play like a Jarek McKinnon over him next year, next week. Maybe I'm bugging. but Yeah, I think you're bugging a little bit. That's a, I think that he's such a wild card because... He's either completely involved in the offense and doing great things, or he's uninvolved in the offense, getting you five points or less. And it's been this way for the last, you know, seven weeks. It's not like it's new. So, I, yeah, I don't which know, is man. why I wouldn't just give up on him next week. We know that he could just bounce back and have a huge week. Ah, it's tough. It's tough. Michael, who's your next one? My second stock down of the week is Nick Chubb. And obviously, you're not sitting Nick Chubb if you have him. But ever since Deshaun Watson came back, Nick Chubb has not been very good. I mean, over the last five weeks, Nick Chubb has put up 8.2, 20.7, 8, 6.9, and 9.9. That's less than 10 half PPR fantasy points in three, me, four in his, of his last five games. Um, this offense has been was way better with Jacoby Brissett under center. Deshaun Watson has played just garbage football. And now they get New Orleans and Washington cl- to close out the season, which are a couple of tough um, teams to rush against as well. So Nick Chubb is a uh, four or five games in single digits is not something you want to see at this point in the season. So he's my stock down because he's looking more like an RB two than he was a than he is a top five running back that he looked like in the beginning of the year when he was rushing for all those touchdowns, which is why it's hard to bank on touchdowns. Speaking about being hard to bank on touchdowns, uh, my second stock down is <coughs> Mister Zonovan Knight of the New York Jets who did not score a touchdown and was very far from scoring a touchdown this week. Only put up 2.3 half PPR points. Only 23 yards on 13 rushes. Very much looked like a uh, undrafted free agent. Uh, they basically crowded the box and didn't let Zonovan Knight do anything. They wanted to put the ball in, in Zach Wilson's fan, hands. And, you know, we talked about Zach Wilson already. Did we talk about that or did we talk about that off camera? Off mic? Off mic. Yeah, oh, off mic. So we in our discussion <laughs> off mic about Zach Wilson, um, we're talking about how he just misses some easy throws and um they forced him to beat them and he couldn't. So Zonovan Knight very, very, very disappointing game here. And you know, what what's the outlook look like? Because we know that everything changes now with Mike White. Uh the stock of Garrett Wilson goes down. The stock of Elijah Moore goes down. The stock of Zonovan Knight goes down. The fire, the stock of Tyler Conklin, of Michael Carter, maybe CJ Uzuma goes up a little bit. But basically everyone's stock goes down when you go from Mike White to Zach Wilson at this point in their careers. And I think Zonovan Knight is one of those guys where it's just like, all right, I thought I found the savior, but it's time for me to pivot next week because nah. I can't I can't deal with another game with Zach Wilson. 
uh, especially if it's a good Jacksonville defense. Maybe I'll, I'll reconsider against Seattle. But Maybe it's not a good Jacksonville defense. It's, it's a very mediocre defense. I mean, I, I'm in a good matchup. Well, okay. Like, it's a good matchup for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it for me, Mike. Why don't you finish it off? Yeah, my final stock down is Antonio Gibson of the Washington Commanders. This past week, only saw, well, last night, actually, in the Sunday night game, only five rush attempts, 21 rushing yards, two receptions, and six yards, and uh, just no touchdown, just very empty stats. Meanwhile, Brian Robinson saw 12 rush attempts and 89 rushing yards and also caught a, a pass for 18 yards. I think the commanders have made it very clear that they want Brian Robinson leading their rushing attack. He now has three straight games um, in double-digit fantasy points. Very tough matchup against San Fran coming up as well. So there's no way I'm trusting Antonio Gibson as a uh, spell back mostly in against the most difficult matchup um, in the league with San Fran here going into next week. So stock down on Antonio Gibson. Uh, yeah, I like it. Michael, you're going to love this, bro. Look at the time, man. It's, We're coming in like forty-seven minutes. It's nine twenty-three p.m. Eastern time. No, I'm talking about the time. I know. Like I'm just, I'm just playing around with you. That's a terrible joke. Yeah. Where can they find you? Agree to disagree. At Broto FF Mike. At Broto FF Jason. At Broto FF Tim. At Broto FF Casanova. At Psych Ward FF. At Broto Fantasy. At FF by Broto. BrotoFantasy.com. Patreon.com slash Broto Fantasy. And that is it. Thank you so much uh, for listening today. Michael, what's your favorite flavor chip? I kind of just like a, a nice, fresh, classic chip. Oh, you're whack. If 